You're listening to Fearless Pursuits Podcast, episode number 18, and I have a very special guest for you today. So, in real life, we have to make some hard choices if we want to reach our dreams and goals. I mean, it can get real hard, if you know what I mean, like having to scale down your living arrangements or selling your belongings or even working two jobs just to make the money you need to make it all happen. So today, I'm bringing on a whole lot of awesomeness with my friend, Asia Cash. She knows a thing or two about making her dreams come true and about how to get control of your finances too. So listen in as she dishes on what she did and all those sacrifices that she made in her business to make it a reality. Let's do this. Hey, hey, you are listening to Fearless Pursuits Podcast, where it's that time to slap your doubts and fears around, learn online marketing, mindset hacks, and fuel your entrepreneur's soul so you can have a breakthrough to success in your own business, even if you're just starting out or if you've been in business for a while. I'm Sharon Koenig, an online life and business coach and serial entrepreneur for over 25 years. My goal is to share with you everything that I've learned along the way, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. Each week, we'll explore what it takes to reach your goals, your dreams, and create the financial freedom through online entrepreneurship. Plus, hear interviews from special guests who share their own tips, strategies, and advice on how you can break through to success. If you're ready to dig in, listen in to today's episode. Today, I have a special guest on this show, and this is Asia Cash. And Asia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I love to ask a question to, to kind of get the show started, you know, on, on a light note, because I really like this to be fun. So tell the people here watching and the listeners, you know, what is something about you that most people don't know about you? <laughs> um, I don't know. I love ravioli. I can eat it straight from the can, cold, <laughs> with a spoon. I don't care. I will lick it clean. I Are love we talking Chef Boyardee here? Yes, that's it. <laughs> no other brand. That's it. That's it. it. <laughs> cold or hot, huh? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Straight and how long have you been um, a Chef Boyardee lover here? Um, Since I was a kid, I love I love carbs. I, they're not good for me, but I love <laughs> carbs. And... I don't know. I will I will be 80 years old eating it straight from a can. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, you know what you like. And right. I, I'm a nut girl. I, I eat nuts straight from the bag. And it's mm -hmm. it's it's bad news because you know that's high fat stuff. It goes right to the booty. Right. So, <laughs> so you know, you, you got a little quirk. So that's cool, you know. Right. Chef Wayard, you gotta buy some stock in there, girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, all right. So let's just jump right in here. So, you know, you and I have not known each other a very long time, but what I do know about you just blows my mind. So we have a few things in common here. You know, both of us have been homeless and, you know, unemployed and, you know, just really, really struggling and scratching and, and trying to really become that person that we see in our mind. And, right. you know, this is something that is really, really fresh for you, right? This is an experience that you've just recently had. So you just recently started your business, didn't you? Yes, ma'am. So why don't you tell everyone what your business is about? Well, it's 
It's financial. So I'm in credit repair. Uh, tax preparation and student loan support services will be launching soon. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, and then eventually I'll be investing in real estate and doing all those things, flipping houses. And right now I'm helping my parents redo their house. So getting my practice in, but it's so much fun painting and decluttering and just yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of work, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's always worth it. You, you know, I know there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes. A lot of people don't see, but it's always worth yes. it. Yes. Yes. So you you actually were in an, a very difficult situation recently where you were actually laid off, right? I was. And was that a big surprise to you? It wasn't a surprise um, business, that I was at that company for over three years and every year there was a layoff. So business just declined the last year and a half. And all of us knew it was something was coming. They weren't telling us anything. And it's just you're hoping that you're not the one they let. They've let so many people go and I was always safe. So it's just another thing. Like, even if I go to another, another corporate office, you're dealing with the same type of scenario. So I wasn't interested in leaving. I knew that if this was it, I was not going to work for anyone else ever again in my life. <laughs> I was over it. And the thing is though, when that happened, you know, you were left with, you know, feeling scared, right? Were you like, wondering what, what the heck was going to happen to you next, right? Well, well, it was definitely uncertainty. Um, like, okay, l let me, I knew I could figure it out. I've done some things before so that I could eat. Um, and I've, I've really learned how to fast. So I've gone for days without food wow. and it wasn't really intentional, but it was all a mindset thing. If I could go without food for a few days, I, I would be okay. Um, I was just prepared for anything at that point. And, you know, you got to do what you got to do when you're an adult. So it is what it is. Yeah. And you did some things that a lot of people should be doing that they don't do because of their pride. And let me say a lot of people, you know, when they're unemployed, you know, they, they hold on to their stuff and they hold on to their lifestyle and you right. being in the financial world, you know, you, you really, have some insight to this because this is what you teach right and the thing is is that when we see people who are in dire straits they need to to make a change you know they were holding on to all of their world, worldly belongings and their lifestyle and right. you know people even those people who want to be entrepreneurs who realize they're going to have to maybe cut back a little bit on their time cut back on their expenses even those people are not willing to do it so right Tell people about the mindset around that and, and also some of the things that you had to do to change your lifestyle to actually make this business a reality. Well, uh, first of all, I was living in my apartment. It was $1,300 a month and I downsized. I got rid of my furniture. I went to um, a studio. Uh, one of those, they were kind of like an extended stay type things, but they were, had professionals and doctors and nurses because it was right around the corner from the hospital. So I went over there and paid less. Um, and then that wasn't enough. So I went and rented a room with my friend for 600 a month in her house, uh, which was mutually beneficial for all of us. Um, I sold my car. I stopped getting my nails done. I cut, I was paying $60 a month for my gym membership, cut it out. Um, I walked to the grocery store if I had to. Um, like every expense that I could think of got slashed. I just was, it was time to buckle down and I wasn't interested in borrowing from anybody and just, I knew I was getting severance. I knew I was getting unemployment and just how to budget that around my needs. My nails being pretty was not a need. So no. <laughs> um, although I like ravioli, I had to cut back and get the little 50 cent can. I didn't like it. But, you know, you have to do what you have to do. And those things didn't matter at that point. Because you had a vision, right? So Correct. here's the thing. You know, a lot of people, you know, they, they have this urgency. They feel like they, they have to do this thing, right? I mean, you're unemployed, you know, you're, you're practically homeless at this point. You got to do what you got to do. But also you had a greater vision. 
So your vision was for your your business, right? And that's your purpose and your passion, right? So what really fueled you? Was it the urgency from the situation or was it, you know, the vision or was it a little bit of both for you? It was a little bit of both, but my vision to just work on my own. I'm not working for another employer. Like to be under, I now, okay. I loved my job. I really, really loved what I did, but I wasn't appreciated. You got rewarded with more responsibility. Like, okay, but thank you. Can you at least buy me lunch or something? Like I'm doing, Oh, I'm you're just glad other- you're just lucky to have a job. Yeah, but it's like, okay, but now you guys are taking advantage. I remember I got laid off in November. A month later, I got a phone call from my boss because I had to train two different departments on my job that you just laid me off from. So I should have sent an invoice for my time, you know, but it was just the audacity. (laughs) You let me go because you didn't need me, but now you need me to train you guys on my job. Okay. So from then on, I was just determined. I am never, I am never, I would never make people feel underappreciated ever again in my life. If I bring them on my team to work with me, people work too hard for that. And I just was just determined to do it on my own. And I think that a lot of people feel that way. They're they're in these jobs that they hate or they feel unfulfilled and mm-hmm. they really they want to do something else. Maybe some people don't actually know what it is they want to do. They don't have that vision and that dream. Um, right. But and those people are, are wanting to just do anything to get out, just to escape the nine to five or, or you know, the 15 hour work days. But then there's those other people who actually do have a vision and, you know, a dream, a dream where they actually want to have freedom to do the things that they want to do, but also to, to help people, to serve people. And I think that, you know, those that really succeed are a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think, you know, when when we're a little bit of a mix of that, that's what actually drives us to succeed, right? Because we're hungry, right? We're really hungry and we'll do whatever it takes, right? Like we got a gun against our head. But also, you know, you you just are, are dreaming and you're dreaming big. Have you always right. been a big dreamer like that? Absolutely. I was, I remember being a teenager and my parents had this house they built and I found the blueprints from the house and I just studied them and I taught myself how to develop my own blueprints for houses. I have this huge portfolio of all these sketches that I've been drawing since I was 16 years old. I'd start oh. with notebook paper and one day in napkins, one day I discovered quad paper and I lost my mind. But um, one from then I knew I would live in Dallas and eventually I, I moved around to different states. I finally ended up in Dallas and I just feel like once I landed there, I smelled opportunity. Mm-hmm. It was just in the air. It's just so much ambition and people that are self-employed and doing it. And I just didn't, I didn't really see that before moving there for me. For you. And then when you saw that there were a lot of entrepreneurs, that was something you said that, yeah, that's what I want, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I got to show you my shirt. I got to show you my shirt. Can you see it? Is it backwards? <laughs> yeah. Is it backwards? No, I see it. It's perfect. Entrepreneur S. I got another one too. I've got to, I've got to get that one too. I love it. But that's the thing is like, yeah, you know, it's in your blood, you know, to be an entrepreneur, it's, it's in your blood. It's, it's something that you, you, you dream of something you so desperately want. And and that's something that I have always felt too. So there's those people that are feeling that way. They want to be an entrepreneur. They're dreaming big like that. What would you say to them? To, to help them, inspire them to get out of, you know, their nine to five or their miserable life that they're, they're living. Listen, if you really want it, you're going to have to cut some expenses. I haven't watched reality TV in three years. Um, I don't even know, like I DVR, like I binge watch, you know, the whole orange is the new black. I can't wait. It comes out this week and I will binge it. But TV is not a priority for me. Um, Cut your expenses. See where you can save. Um, You're going to face a lot of opposition, even within your own family. 
Um, it is what it is. Everyone's, they're not going to be on board right away. I know when I first moved to Dallas, everyone thought I was ridiculous. It was at the beginning of a recession. Um, I had no job. I cashed out my 401k. I had a little bit of savings. I sold my car. Then I took, I put all my stuff in storage, gave my furniture away. And I took a one-way flight in the middle of a recession because I was working at home. I took a one-way flight to a city I'd never been to because I was tired of my life at that point. Um, eventually, I did become homeless, but y'all, it was a part of my journey. It's a part of my story. I do not regret any decision I've ever made because it got me here, and I'm here to serve. I was not serving in my job at my, I just, there was no opportunity to grow. I wasn't making an impact. I was, I loved my position, but I was not fulfilled. And I'm a dreamer. Education is awesome. But if you are an entrepreneur, it really doesn't prepare you for things that happen that are just beyond your control. Um, I do everything that I do scared. I am petrified talking live right now. I am petrified every time I talk on the phone. I am scared. You wouldn't know it. My knees are buckling. I'm wetting myself right now. Like my pits <laughs> are ridiculous. But I have to do it because there's so many people that are afraid to live their purpose. They have you have no choice. You cannot live the same day every single day, every single Groundhog year. Day. 85, blue in the face. I wish and have and live with regrets. It's you can't do it. You have to take a chance on yourself. If no one else believes, your spouses, your parents, your kids, you have to believe in yourself. Talk yourself off the ledge, jump. It'll be all right. It'll be all right, I promise. You know, and the thing is, is what we're talking about here is it's not sexy. You know, a lot it's of people not. think, you know, being an entrepreneur, oh, I'm going to have all this freedom. And, and, you know, yeah, I'm in my shorts and, and I homeschool my little girl and, and I'm really mm -hmm. blessed. There's a lot of things I'm really blessed about right. having. And, and if I really wanted to, I could take the show on the road. I could do this anywhere, right? Absolutely. You know, and so there's a lot of wonderful things about it. And sure, the money is really awesome too. It's just that, you know, an entrepreneur has to have like a, a special ability to be able to pull themselves up when things right. go down. So let's talk about naysayers, right? So that's the thing, you know, we're, we're not making it sound very sexy here, but there's, there's all sorts of things, you know, there's the fear in doing it anyway. There's the complications of, of different things, getting clients, you know, and we'll talk about that too. We're going to talk about getting clients and marketing um, as we get into some of the technical stuff here, but we realize that we have to build a really strong mind, right? We have to be right. conditioned. You're talking a lot about being able to, do the difficult things and then our family doesn't agree our family and our friends don't agree and these are the naysayers that really put poison in our minds and that that uneasy feeling in our gut and that make us doubt ourselves and not want to move forward right because they are maybe not the dreamers and they are maybe right. not believing in you and in your vision what do you say to people to help them because we're all going to have the naysayers right those people that don't believe us what do you say to help them I heard a quote years ago that if you could be the perfect most perfect peach and there's going to be someone who doesn't like peaches it doesn't matter what they say <laughs> they're going to say it regardless like yeah you can look, those I love that. people are not assigned to you. It doesn't matter what they say. They're gonna talk, they're gonna talk to your behind your back and your face. It doesn't matter. Live your truth. And as long as you can sleep at night, that's all that matters. I mean, they talked about Jesus, didn't they? So what? I mean, eventually, once I had to I I had to step out on my own and make some decisions and no one was in agreement with me. But once I proved them wrong, they looked, oh, okay, it did work out. But you have to, you can prove them wrong. Now my family is on board. My family is cheering me on now. In the beginning, in the way, way beginning when I had no money, when I was moving across states, they were just like, this is crazy. Don't do it. It's not smart. But now they're like, 
Asia, go girl. Go girl. But I had to prove them wrong. There are so many people proven like so excited and celebrating with me. And they were a part of my life. And I'm so grateful for them. Sometimes the cousins or the whoever outside of without without with I can't even I'm tongue tied. The distant family. Um, sometimes they're the ones that are not going there. They they can't congratulate you in public because of what they said behind your back mm. you know Ouch. and it stings it's like really sad and pathetic but you know what i'm still proving them wrong it is what it is i can't live my life for them They're no all it- right they'll they'll have to book me in the future with my assistant i don't know <laughs> You'll show them. And, you know, the thing is, is a lot of them are saying these things because they're well-meaning. You know, they actually do care about you and mm-hmm. they don't want to, to watch you fail. Absolutely. They don't they don't want you to feel bad about failing. You know, and so we have all of these fears of f- failure all on our own. And then all of our friends and family have that same fear for us. So it's right. it's a lot of, of fear and do it anyway sort of thing going on, you know, but we don't have any choice. You know, we have to be authentic. We have to be individuals. We have to go after our dreams. And if we, if we flop, then, you know, maybe we learn something along the way, but it's our life and we have to be the ones to go out and live those dreams. So we realize that, you know, we have some people who are listening that want to start their business, right? They want this freedom lifestyle. And they're like, I don't care about all of the roller coaster ride. I'm all up for that. But then we have those people maybe who are new entrepreneurs, even seasonal entrepreneurs, and maybe it's not working for them. So what I want to do now is I want to shift into some strategy, right? Let's talk a lot about what is working right now in your business. So you are getting clients here in the States, right? You're not quite global yet. And that's next, right? Am I right? Yes. So that's the thing, you know, and, and those are dreams that are really big. And I honor you for having those big dreams. So the thing is, is that staying here in the States and not necessarily getting clients from your own backyard, but getting clients from all over the state, that is a task that everyone wants to hear from you. How do you do that, right? So we realize that a great deal of what we are doing in our business is marketing, right? to get our clients, to attract clients to us. So the audience wants to hear from you. What is working for you? Be your authentic self. Um, I can't, I'm the same person, whether I'm at church, at home, at a family reunion, um, at work in front of my boss. I am the same person always. Sometimes it's inappropriate. It is what it is. But um, one thing I don't kind of glorify the high points of business without you seeing or understanding what I've lost. Um, it's, it's, it's just not easy. I've, I've, there have been times when, when I was homeless, I lost everything, furniture, DVDs, TVs, pictures, pictures that I'll never see again, but that's a part of the journey. Just always talking about the high points doesn't help anybody. There are times I cry, cry and then I'll have a breakthrough and I'm like you know sometimes we we are our own worst critics and I already beat myself up every day every day but I also push through and then then I look back and say it wasn't so bad all I'm always doing things that I'm afraid to do and then I'm just look back and say okay it wasn't so bad it's okay so um just pushing through um, keeping my, I journal. I still journal. There was a time that I was depressed, so I journal a lot, um, just to keep myself grounded. I'm always learning. If there's another course that I can participate in, free course, webinar, things that I'm investing in to make my business better, I'm going to pay to invest in myself. Um, I want to learn from the best people and learn what worked from them. I, you have to have a business coach. You have to have to have to have your mindset strong, Mm -hmm. um, and just push through. Yeah. 
give Asia some love here. If you are watching here, Asia just dropped a bomb. And this is so important for everybody to understand because she understands what it takes having been homeless. Give her some hearts if this really resonated with you because I know personally I've been homeless too and I have really struggled in my business and in really just sharing that journey with people, you know, the, the hardest parts and the joys of the business yeah. and you know what's working in the business what's not working in the business and it is a roller coaster and and I love what she said that you know you you have to go and invest in yourself so you know anybody who is watching this who is maybe sitting on the fence wanting to be an entrepreneur and, and not knowing how to go about doing it you know I love what you said, Asia, just be yourself. And a lot of people are not really understanding how this all equates right. to getting clients. So being yourself, getting clients does not make sense. You know, two plus two is four, but for a lot of people, online business is, is some sort of Rubik's Cube. Right. Absolutely. So they're, they're in this, this idea like, yeah, I'm so excited. I want to start my <laughs> business and I know I need a market, but I don't know how to do it. So can you give people some more like concrete ideas on what that actually means, what it looks like to be yourself and promote your business to get clients or to let's say attract clients because I don't like the idea of being in that urgency of, of getting and pulling, right? It's, it's not about pulling, it's about receiving. Mm -hmm. So what, what can you tell people about a strategy that you might use to help actually attract clients to you with being authentic, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, you know, my, if you scroll my timeline, my page sounds like me. It sounds like how I talk. Um, I'm goofy. I'm silly. Um, I am professional. I do not use profanity on my page. I want to attract people. I want to inspire people and I want to make people laugh. I've gone through the darkest times of my life and I wasn't bashing anyone on social media. I wasn't, I was just being an encourager um, because that's what I needed at the time. And mostly I was preaching to myself. So if I wanted to my post got shared. Someone comment, made a comment on my post. Thank you so much. Or I got messages. I got phone calls. I got texts. Thank you for inspiring me. Um, you want people to connect with your brand. Um, people, when they think about big hair, they're like, they'll tag me in a post. Now that <laughs> I talked about ravioli, every time someone sees a post yep. about ravioli, they're yep, like, that's right. Um, you want people to be thinking of you um, in a good way. So um, they'll always remember you and then your name will come up in conversation. I've gotten referrals from people that are like, oh, my gosh, you need to go to this girl. She will help you. Let me connect you with her just from being myself. I love that. That is so important. So, you know, I have to admit when I first got started, you know, I guess I'll backtrack a little bit. I've, I've been in business for over 25 years and I had my first online business back in the nineties before Google was around. And for me, you know, it seemed like, um, everything was always in, in my masculine where all I cared about was strategy was just do right. this step, do the next step, and this will happen. You'll get this result. So I had always done everything that way, and I had always gotten a great deal of good results. My first business was um, in 12 months, we had half a million dollars. So, you know, it, I had really good results, but this time around, you know, when I started my life over, you know, I kind of hit rock bottom because it wasn't working that way anymore. It wasn't ab about that anymore. I, and I realized that it had more to do with my own personal energy and how I was coming across. And mm -hmm. then I, I, I soon discovered a lot, too, that it had everything to do with being authentic and being real. But that was a little bit of a slap in the face for me. And my logical mind kept saying, no, this can't be real. Mm -hmm. It can't be that easy. 
So this is, this is, I know, right? I was like, I was really fighting myself. Like it cannot be yeah. that easy. And I was like spending so much, so years, years, not, not making any money at all, you know, doing all the things, doing all the right things, you know, what, what was expected of me and, and my energy was all wrong and I wasn't being authentic. And I really just, just, um, I'm so mad at myself that I overcomplicated it. Right. So, you know, this is my message to anybody who's watching. Don't overcomplicate it. It is, it's that simple. It is really that easy. And, and yeah. so you're saying that people actually come to you just out of the blue. They just come to you out of thin air. People I've never met. I, I don't know where they came. Oh, and they won't say who were, how did you hear about me? Oh, I don't know. I saw your post or it got shared or I'm friends with such and such, but they never had a conversation with that person. They just said, oh, I just saw a post or you inspired me. I saw your live and oh, wow. well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's really amazing. So now we know what's working with regards to marketing, right? And we know that we've, we've got to have our mind in the right place. But what about confidence and belief? Do you think that someone can actually propel their business if they're in doubt in all of the processes? They can if they choose to. It's, it's, it's really a mind, it's a mindset switch. And sometimes you'll, you'll have to really get in touch with that, your higher self. And just how do you see your higher self? Your higher self is living their dreams. Your higher self is doing all these amazing things, but you're not. What do you have to do to get in touch with that higher being? What do you have to do? Find out for you. So there's a lot more to having a business than what a lot of people think. There's, well, there's this spiritual side, right? Mm -hmm. The energetic side, the mindset. So in a sense, it's, it's almost like we don't really need to learn all of these things. You know, we can actually just figure it out as we go because the right people are going to come to us with grace as we're going through the process, right? Right. I don't know everything. I'm always learning. I'm always in books. I spend a lot of time in books. I spend a lot of time on podcasts. I spend a lot of time on YouTube. I spend a lot of time researching. I am always learning. You are never done learning. It doesn't stop with four years of education. You have to keep going. So then how much time would you say you spend every day on learning um, I know when I wake up in the morning, when I was at my job, I would spend the whole eight hours listening to podcasts. And wow. YouTube. I just stayed plugged in. Every, I, I didn't want to interact with anybody. They were not talking about what I wanted to talk about. And I just was, I would listen to Manifestation Babe, my Catherine Zankina, my Lewis Howes, um, and just, just all day, all day. Manifestation, Law of Attraction, Business Minded, Gary V, just Good content just plugged in my spirit all day long. Since I've been laid off, I read books. I listen to podcasts. I turn it on. I love Billy Osbrook. Um, he's my hype man. You just have to like keep good things in your spirit. Sometimes I fall asleep to meditation music. And people are like, she does this? I do. I really do. <laughs> you know, and a lot of time, if I'm just working... There's something over here that I'm that's plugged in that I'm listening to. Just good things always in my spirit. I have to. And there's a good book. I don't. Are you, are you familiar with Grant Cardone? I am. Yeah, yes. he's 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 someone I follow too. And um, have you had the opportunity to read 10x? I haven't. So it's been in my Amazon cart forever. <laughs> Well, basically, I'm going to like ruin it for you. It, <laughs> it, essentially, we realize that it takes a lot more than we think to yeah. uh, to reach our goals. And sometimes it's more effort. Sometimes it's more time. Sometimes it's more learning. It just really depends on where you are. You know, you have a spirit about you of somebody who is really confident, somebody who is really focused and determined. And this is exactly the quality of someone who is going to succeed in their business. And we realize with all of what you've been talking about, it is 
important for us to immerse ourselves in our goals and our dreams and the people building relationships and, you know, really just knowing everything backwards and forwards about our business. If we are truly going, excuse me, if we're really truly going to be the best, whatever we are, right? We have to know everything about that. You said you don't know everything and that's true, right? But you are immersing yourself in keeping your mind in the right place, Mm -hmm. but immersing yourself on how you can be the best at what you do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this is something that a lot of people don't do. They because they're like, oh well, I'm I'm only gonna work just a couple of hours, you know, to do this thing. And, you know, talk to these people for a second. How far are they gonna go if they're only working at it just a little bit and not immersing themselves? Not very far. I mean, if you have a full-time job, you should be working your business full time. On the side, you're going to miss out on some sleep. You might miss on some fun events with your friends, uh, you know, going to the movies, wherever, turn off your television. Every time, all the time that you have to put, if this is your passion, you can't work it part time. Mm-mm. Not the first few years. It's, it's your passion. Remember your passion, your passion. You wake up thinking about this and you only touched it one hour today. That's not your passion. That's right. Find something you're passionate about and work it. So now I hear the naysayers right now as you say that, oh, but that's so hard. You know, I, I'm going to burn out. Um, I want to I make time for other things, you know, and I just I don't want all this hustle and grind. You know, I don't want to live my life feeling overwhelmed. So what do you have to say to those people? Get organized, first of all, and find out what is a priority and what isn't. Um, There are things you have to get done and it's just, there's not enough hours in the day. Hey, get it done the next day. Don't beat yourself. You got, you got three, three things off your list completed out of your list of 100. Celebrate it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. There are things I'm there. I'm such an adult now. I'm doing things I've never done before. And I'm just, (laughs) My mind is blown, but, um, you, I mean, you just have to get it done. You're, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, like if, if, first of all, if it's something that you're really passionate about, it doesn't feel like work anyway. That's right. And you're going to spend a lot of time with it, but it's not going to feel like work. I don't feel like I'm working every day. Oh, there's some cleaning toilets here. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's some things like, you know, setting up your business with all this technical stuff, you know, and some people there just blows their mind on doing that technical stuff. And you might as well be asking them to get their toothbrush and clean the toilet because it's something that they don't want to do. Right. So there are some things there, but I think really what it is, is it comes from a spirit deep inside of you. And I love what you said that, you know, if, if you're doing your dream it doesn't feel like work see that's the difference you move completely away from hustle and grind and overwhelm when you are truly fulfilling a dream you are truly doing what lights you up and and what you believe is your mission in life and this is what just just lights you up right and you know there's going to be parts about your business everybody's business where you're you're cleaning the toilet with your toothbrush is like stuff that you don't like to do right um and and i actually did um a show on this last week talking about switching your mind with marketing because that's what a lot of people come to me and work with me. They don't like marketing, right? And it's, it's always about their spirit. It's always about their mindset, right? So we realize that if someone is in that, that mindset of, Oh, I don't know. I can't spend all that time. It's going to be overwhelming. And and I don't want to hustle. I don't want to grind. Right? So what I say to them is to, come from a different place to have a different spirit this yeah, is you have to remember why you started in the first place yeah absolutely and you know realizing that it is so simple mm-hmm. then always going back to basics and realizing it's just about being authentic and sharing your journey yeah. it's really that simple and just bettering yourself 
Absolutely. And of course, we've got to talk about the habits too. So what are some of your habits that you have first thing in the morning that help you get in that right frame of mind? You know what? I get up every day and I make my bed. <laughs> Something simple. It's so simple. But once I do, I, what's her name? Uh, name? Mel Robbins. She Mel does Robbins. this whole thing, the five second rule. And I learned that years ago. And I just, I'm laying in bed and I just don't feel like it. And then uh -huh. I just five, four, three, two, one. I get up and I make my bed. And then I go to the bathroom. And then I, it's just, and then I'm just don't find myself doing things that I didn't want to do, but they're getting done. And I'm like, that wasn't so bad. So I can get through my day a lot quicker, get my coffee. I need my coffee. <laughs> and just, you know, that's how I start my day. I turn on some music, something inspirational, my, my Christian music, or sometimes I need rap music and I'm just blasting whatever gets me through the day. I watch Matlock. He's over here. If I need a break, I got my Matlock or Murder, She Wrote on. And, you know, I'm just grinding and working on my laptop. So yeah, I love that. You know, and I think, you know, with, with all of these routines, you know, we're talking about our personal routines, our personal habits, but, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are wondering, you know, um, what sort of business routines, what sort of business habits should I have? And then they start getting into their head and saying, hmm, what should I post today? <laughs> you know, and, and it's something so, so silly. What should I post? Mm -hmm. And then they, they start realizing that they're overcomplicating the whole process. So what would you say as far as, you know, finding inspiration to market your business with and having a routine about it? Find someone you resonate with and see if they're willing to teach you. First of all, um, get into different courses, classes, um, I am not tech savvy whatsoever. I need help. I had to, I didn't know how to build my website. I hired someone to build my website. Um, I have to set up a business phone number. I have to do that. So, but once you look back, it wasn't so bad. It's really hard once you like, you look at it from at the bottom of the hill, but once you get it done, you're like, that wasn't so bad. So yeah, just immerse yourself with good people who encourage you. Um, you can't have the distractions. I just, I had mm. to change up my friends. Um, that's another thing, changing up your friends and they all, they also pour into you and you can't take in the bad stuff. So yeah, that's really hard. That's a hard lesson that a lot of entrepreneurs have to learn. Um, you know, realizing that your circle of influence is going to be the end of you, yeah. <laughs> if you, if you don't change and, and get people that are more supportive mm -hmm. and it's so incredibly hard because maybe you don't want to end those relationships, but at the very least minimize them because you need to have that support. But yeah. I think also, I love what you said about the focus and, and, and a lot of people know I homeschool. So m focusing is not something I, um, have much of. Um, I actually posted something on my timeline about this li literally like minutes after I did a live stream, my little girl's like, come here. And she wants to hug me and everything. It's like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, this is be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. You know, I've got, I've got <laughs> business out of my house and my little girl homeschooling her. Hey mom, you know, I need help with this. Hey mom. So it's like, oh, <laughs> sometimes it drives me crazy, but mm -hmm. I have to always go back to um, finding that place of gratitude and remembering right. why I'm doing this and to try to change my thought process. So talking about the thought process, you have recently had some upsets. So how do you change your thought process so that you can come from a more abundant place and get down to business? I know I'm living my purpose. So I try not to, that anxiety that creeps in I just, you know, I have, to, I have to talk to myself. Asia, it's going to be all right. This is okay. Just give them a call, see what you have to do, and just figure it out. It'll be okay. And I just, I make sure I journal every night and just mm -hmm. talk myself off a ledge and just remember why I'm grateful. Remember, what am I grateful about my day? I'm grateful for freedom. I'm grateful that I don't have to answer to anybody. Yes. I'm grateful that I can help my parents and be here 
for, oh, I've been at my parents' house for over a month helping my mom heal from her knee replacement. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that before. I'm grateful I can cook their meals. I'm grateful that I can take my dad to the grocery store. I'm great. I can't have that. I'm just, I just remember, even when I was homeless living in my car, I was grateful because I had a car to sleep in. There were mm -hmm. so many homeless people who didn't have anywhere to lay. And it was 20 degree weather. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. So I always go back to those things and remember those moments. And even when I did not know what would happen, I was still grateful because it could have been worse. So I have a beautiful, safe place to sleep every night. I have food. I've cleaned water. I have, I'm just grateful for where I am today and how much better it's coming how much better is coming and how many people I'll be able to bless because I push through that adversity, that opposition. I am so excited. Nothing is going to stop me. I don't care how hard it gets. I don't care how many times I cry. I don't care. I will be okay. But I'm living my truth and my purpose and I'm just excited. I'm grateful. I'm truly grateful. So no, there's nothing that's going to deter me or stop me. I'm here now. What, yeah. what do I look like going back to work for somebody else? Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. And, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, we, we keep, we get back to the simplicity of it all and how, yeah. you know, it just, we always overcomplicate everything. And we realize that when we're stuck in our head, we always have to go back to the basics. And the basics are gratitude, you know? being yourself and, and people think, Oh, that's so hokey. You know, that's not going to work. No, it works. And that it energy works. you come from and you, you can actually show up as you and show up for the people that need you and bless people's lives. Mm -hmm. It is as I don't care how much, I don't care how much money I make when I see people like I'm, I was able to make an impact in their life. I, I love giving more than I love anything else. And I love if I could be a blessing to somebody else because I remember when I needed that blessing. Mm. I love it. There's nothing, nothing that's going to change <clears throat> my drive about this. I'm, I'm just, I'm blessed. There's that no is so good. And, and as we draw to an end here, what was one of the biggest lessons that you've learned lately? I, I think I still have an issue with pride. I oh. hate asking for help. Mm. I I feel like I'm a burden. Um, and I think that's why I was homeless for so long. Cause I, I hate asking for help, but now I find like, okay, it's not so bad. Um, I'm not a burden. I have to tell myself I'm not a burden. I literally have to do that. And just, you know, just pushing through anything that I'm afraid to do and just get out of my own way. I've learned to get out of my own way. And that's a really difficult lesson. And being homeless myself, um, yeah. be being, um, you know, having to take care of my kids and having to be an independent woman, you know, it comes with some hangups. It does. And like, like my, my love of my life, um, I met, Almost a year ago, we're going to be celebrating our year anniversary here Ooh. in September. <laughs> I know. I can't believe it. And, you know, some of the things that, you know, he's made some some comments about how how would I just let him help me? Mm. Would, would I just let him help me? And that yeah. was something that is so hard. Th this is my shadow. I have a couple of shadows, you know, the, the shadow of, of not wanting to be a burden and not wanting to overcomplicate someone else's life and right. wanting, wanting to take care of myself. Because I remember when I was homeless, I was sitting there on that milk carton. We don't have milk cartons today. I mean, that's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> like I was sitting there and, and, and this was in Arizona where it's really hot. So you had the 20 below weather and I had the extreme 115 degree weather and I'm sitting there and and I, I remember praying to God and just saying I was never ever going to let this happen ever again I was going to take care of myself and of course right. I had a 20 year marriage and and that was that was hard too to be able to 
to allow someone to take care of me. And I always felt guilty and I always wanted to do what I could to help in the business that we had at the time because I've been doing different businesses. But it, it is a shadow that has has really complicated relationships for me. But the, the other shadow, I think, and lessons are being confident as a woman. And here we are, you know, in 2019 and women have come a long way. We really yes. have. Yes. The thing is, though, <laughs> is that while we have come a long way, we still have so many issues within our minds that we Absolutely. can't do it. We can't do it, right? We live in a yeah. man's world, right? We do. I mean, look in politics, mm-hmm. right? And we see women coming up now in politics and in uh, the professions of uh, medicine you know, research and and on and on it goes, right? But as an entrepreneur, we know we're a minority. We know that women as entrepreneurs are falling behind the men. And it's not like it's a race or anything, but what makes them able to, to have so many men that are succeeding in their businesses where women are not? Mm-hmm. What do you think that is? <sighs> I just think it's been so long that women are always have always been told this is your your place is in the kitchen. Your place is in the home. I don't have children. And even if I did, that's not going to stop me. Like I, I had a mom who I saw she, you know, her and my father are still married. And, you know, they raised five children. My mother went back to school. My mother had her own side business while she worked a full-time job. My mother got elected to school board of education. I saw her do it. So I know it's possible because I see women like her who are strong, who did it. And so I just think a lot of times, you know, women just have to believe that they're capable and they're kind of stuck with well, the man is the head of the home and he doesn't support me, so I can't do it. No, I can I can do anything that man can do except pee on the side of a wall and make children. So that's not going to stop me. So whoever I end up with, whoever my husband is, he's going to have to fall in line because I'm not stopping because of his ego. We're going to love each other. We can be a power couple and I will love to cater to him and cook his meals. But mm-hmm. respect extends both ways. And I would love a partner, someone who, you know, we want to do this together and serve people, but I'm not going to stop because of a man. And I think a lot of times, which is sad, many women do. Well, I think it takes a very special man to be a strong woman. Absolutely. (laughs) My dad is very special. (laughs) Well, that's what his mama always told him. Yes, yes. Well, I loved talking with you today. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom with me and with the audience here. It has been a blessing. Thank you, Sharon, for having me. I was so scared. I'm still sweating, but it was so exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Very welcome. We'll talk soon. This week's episode was jam-packed with great content, and now it's time for you to take massive action. Make sure to schedule your strategy session with yours truly, and also visit fearlesspursuits.com where you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found the show valuable, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes too. Or if you simply tell a friend about the podcast, that helps too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. This is your fearless online business coach, Sharon Koenig. Thanks for listening. Now go out and be fearless so you can change the world.